And now, weighing in out of the blue corner, Josh the Pong Thompson. 100%. And on the other mic, he weighs in from the red corner, Big John McCarthy. <laughs> Well, hello and welcome to the Weighing In Podcast, where my man, who the guy I'm calling PRTT from now on, the punk is gone. It is PRTT Thompson, permanent resident uh, of Texas Thompson, the man who's moved, has had to do all this work, and he's actually here to work uh, with me on the podcast. What's up, my man? How you feeling? A little tired? Feeling great, man. We had a great time Ooh. last night here in uh, Frisco, Texas. We had a great time. Uh, celebrated some time with some friends that are here locally. And Fourth of and, July. Uh, it's been great, man. The, the weather was awesome, man. It was great last night. It was about 94, slight breeze. Great great for some Kona ice and some, uh, you know, and some some uh, some barbecue and brisket. It was pretty nice last some night, too. Beer. We had a great time. Live music. No, we didn't do beer. I, you know. I told myself when I got here, I'd probably dial it back a lot on the drinking and all this stuff. I don't normally drink anyways when I'm not on the road with you guys, but I don't oh, know. So I'm Just, the bad uh, influence. Hold on. You're going to go with I'm the bad people influence. Realize, people don't realize John's kind of a bad influence. <laughs> In so many ways. So, you know, so but we were talking ways. off air and I was like, I said, you know, I'm really actually kind of really excited. The fact that I, I actually live pretty close now to podcast Dave. So as much as I give Dave a hard time, I would love to just to go down and just kind of give him a hug now. Kind of miss the guy, man. I haven't seen him in <laughs> well, a long time. Well, we were talking about you going down there so you could slap the shit out of him. And then all <laughs> yeah. of a sudden it turned into a hug. You're getting know, soft, I know. Dude. 45 years bro, of age, man. nothing but a marshmallow. For, so crazy, right? Soft, John, man. I mean, I'm, I'm almost 50, man. I mean, I've got to get, oh, get I got to no, start dialing 50. it back. I got to dial it back a little bit. I'm almost 50, man. I'm almost 50. So. Okay. Stop right. It's just, I got to find all the little locations though. Like, um, I've got to find a new place to get a haircut because my hair is fucking out of control right now. It's, it's crazy. So I got to do a haircut here. Hat. Yeah. Hence the backwards hat. Yeah. And, uh, but I'm excited. And, uh, I was digging through my clothes though. And I found this, uh, this shirt that I really like, man. The barbell shirt, this new company. That's yeah. pretty awesome. I Barbell's like it. A good they, clothing some, like, yeah, man, they got some good stuff. I was pretty surprised when I put it on. I was like, oh, it fits good. And then um, they sent me over some jeans and some uh, some, like, uh, some shorts. Chael used to pump up barbell. Oh, really? Yep. Which is kind of funny because I've been, you know, obviously, I don't know if you guys follow me on Instagram at At The Real Punk is, you know, I give Chael some, some of his fashion tips as we found out in Chicago. Oh, dude, I was trying to give him some fashion tips. It's hilarious. He's like, he sent me a video right before he was ready to come to the fights. He goes, hey, man. I wanted to let you know I was going to wear these, but they're just killing my feet. I'm just, he's like, I can't, I can't do it, man. I just can't do it. So he's like, I'm going to take them off. He's like, but I want to let you know I was getting ready to leave the room and I, I was going to wear them, but then they started hurting my feet. So I'm taking them off. So I sent him a video with me and my suit and my tie and my, my pocket square. And I've got all my, 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 my clips and all this other crap. I'm like, bro, we don't, we don't do it because we love it. We do it for the gram, baby. We do it for the style. This is what you do it for. You do it for the you recognition and the, the value pictures. points. It's the value. Yeah, I'm like, points. what are you talking about? I'm like, bro, you're you're a savage, Chael. You're a savage, Uncle Uncle Chael. Like, you have to understand what you got to go through. Put you're up, a wrestler, man. You come from put a background. Up with you a can little suffer. discomfort in the feet. So I see him. I see him at the fights, and he's got them on. He still has the shoes on. He's like, bro, I was about to take them off. I I I left them on for you. I left them on for you. If you guys want to see that video, it's on my Instagram. Check it out. It's pretty cool, man. It's pretty fun. Chael and I banter back and forth quite a bit, but it's uh, it was one of those moments I couldn't let slip by because he gets a lot of his fashion tips from me. So ever since we first started working together and he came in jeans 
in like this old raggedy blazer and like a shirt uh, that looked like it hadn't been ironed. I'm like, chill, what are you doing, man? Because He's like, yeah, I know my wife, she hates iron. it. His wife, his wife's like, I hate it. I hate the way his he dresses. His wife but is a dime his, piece. She's his so wife is the not, nicest she's person. So sweet. She's a sweetheart. Yes. She's gorgeous. She's smart. Yeah. Except she's married to Chill. <laughs> <laughs> He's got two beautiful kids, too. A little boy and a little oh, yeah. girl. They're just absolutely amazing. But uh, yeah, just great, great people, man. I think he gets a. I don't think I don't understand. How, I don't think people understand how much of a shtick it is. You know, like it, oh, he's dude. such a good person, such a nice guy. He's Great such to a be good around. person. Yep. Uh, but yeah, there's a lot of things to talk about, man. I know. I know. Last week, this uh, the show we filmed before this, I was kind of in a haze. <laughs> I was getting, getting trying to get used to the time change. My face was swollen Ooh. still from the drive. When I because when I drive through the night, John, what do you do? I do sunflower seeds, which has salt, oh, yeah. and so not only salt, does travel yeah. swell you oh, up. Yeah. But man, I was, I went through probably two big, two big, like the big bags of spits. I went through two big bags of those and man, oh, I felt just my tongue yeah, was raw, still salty. Yeah, oh, dude, that's the worst part is man, <laughs> on the inside of your mouth after biting down oh. on those things, it's like, oh yeah, but they keep you awake. They do. They do nothing. They nothing. I've tried awake. John. I love to road trip, right? I'm a road tripper. Like I don't care about flying a whole lot. I'll road trip anywhere. I love it. I'll drive all the way yeah. across the country. Cause I love it. I love just seeing Same the but and, I will and the other thing is people, like yeah, if I'm not chewing on sunflower seeds, yeah. but people, people, they, people don't, they don't, uh, take the time to stop, take photos, do this, do that. Like you have, I don't, I don't like, I do like to just rip through at times like this trip from California here. I ripped through to get here so we could film by Monday morning. So I ripped through as fast as I could. But majority of the time, the last time last year when I drove here, I stopped at the Hoover Dam. I stopped at the Grand Canyon. I took a helicopter ride into the canyon. I did, you know, we yeah, stopped at all these locations. Cool. Stopped at a river in in, uh, in Flagstaff and Preston. <clears throat> we stopped, you know, in Sedona and those areas there just to kind of take it, take the sights in. I had a great time. Man. I had a blast. Uh, this time I just ripped through, but man, I'm, I'm excited to make the drive from Texas to Idaho up to North Idaho where some of my family still is. Ooh. We do that. At, yeah. It should be, it's about 24 to 25 hours. That's a long but, I mean, drive. That drive through. Yeah. But you threw it's 20, it was 24 to get here because of the, uh, because of all the traffic getting out of uh, San Jose because of the 4th of July weekend. All right. What's what states me, are you going to be going? Hold on. What states will you be going through to go from? The Dallas area, we'll say, towards what Coeur d'Alene? Yeah, you would go. Oh, you would go Oklahoma. Well, Oklahoma okay. probably cut up through like Utah, Denver, and then up through Santa the bottom Cor of Boise, up through Colorado. Colorado, yep. I, I said states. You said, I said Denver, <laughs> but yeah, I'd kind of make like a. It'd probably make like a zigzag, but also I would do it where I try to find locations to see that are all kind of in a straight, kind of in a straight line. <clears throat> Well, you know, like when I went to the Grand about, Canyon, that took me about. If you're gonna drive a, through Utah, you've got to go through. Mo there, there's three national parks there. There's Bryce, there's Zion, and there's Moab. That are down. Moab's down in the corner there. You need to go to Moab. That mm -hmm. is okay. Freaking phenomenal. If you, I heard there's a beautiful through, lake out there. That I've got a. I've got to visit. Bear lake. I heard there's a beautiful lake out there. I got to visit. Yeah, I used to Bear have a, lake. I used to have a cabin there. Yeah. See, now Bear Lake is, if you go up through Logan, where mm -hmm. Utah State is, there's a road that takes you from Logan 
through the mountains to Bear Lake, which is now right on the border of Idaho. And Bear right. Lake is phenomenal. You'll see right there. If you look where he's at, see, see that little that little splash right there? Yeah. You see the yep. big Salt Lake City, it says, in the big Salt Lake? Look at just a yep. little bit to the right, Dave. You see that blue little thing that yep. right on the border? That's Bear Lake. <clears throat> yep. And that is That's Idaho. Gorgeous. That's right above Idaho, right below Idaho. That, that, <clears throat> so Idaho it's part, cuts part the lake in Idaho and, and part yeah. yeah. Perfect. Perfect. Yeah, that's gorgeous right there. Yeah, that's kind of where we're looking. I want to kind of hit up through that area. So I'll probably go Oklahoma, uh through Denver, Denver through uh Utah. Will you quit Utah, Colorado as well? But you're gonna go through Denver. Whatever, Colorado. I keep it. saying Denver. Yeah, I get it. I get it. <laughs> uh yeah. So it'll be able to done the four points before? So you know what? I, I wanted to go the last time we drove here. The only problem with it is that it's way out of the way. And all the reviews I read, they're like, Yeah, it wasn't worth the drive. Mm. You really it you is, do it, it for is, you do it, it for the picture. It is out of the way. It is out yes. of the way. And I heard you just do it for the it picture. The it's like yeah. you're put your that's feet true. in one side, you put your hands on the other sides, yeah. and like that's all that's really all it is. And then yeah, there's nothing really around it. Stick so. your ass up in the but air I, and <laughs> someone's gonna put something. Yeah. Well, I'll probably do the crab walk kind of position, yeah. <laughs> maybe put maybe put my Peter in the air. <laughs> mm-hmm. <laughs> oh man. All right, well, uh, let's get let's get into some of this fight talk, John. We got UFC 290 coming up. It's a big time show, big time show. This is one of those ones where you look and you go, "This is the one I don't mind spending the money on because you never know exactly how a show's going to come out." But the promotion and the the matchmakers who work for them, they have put it out there. They have tried to put together a massive card, and they have. It looks fantastic. If it's if it's half as good as what you know the the build up and what you're seeing with the fights that they put up, it should be a great show. Yeah, I can't see this show not being a great show. If we scroll down in some of these fights, scroll up for me there, Dave. Like, I mean, I'm getting down into the into the bottom part. Like, Menafield versus Crute is is going to be a good fight. Excuse me, excuse me, excuse me, excuse me. And then uh, obviously Jack Della uh, Madalena. I know he's got a replacement that's coming in, but he's seven and zero. Yeah, but Josiah Harrell is good. It's tough. He's a he knockout is. guy. People don't realize he's good. He's got he's also a couple submission wins. So you've got you got some good fights on here, man. So um, yeah. I'm looking forward to seeing it. Obviously the and main you got card that is y- stacked. Y- you got that other young kid from South Africa, uh, Simon, Simon. Mm-hmm. Yeah, Cameron someone was Saman. telling me he's pretty damn good, and I'm trying to recall the last time I saw he him is fight. Damn though. good, he's fun to watch. Cameron Simon, he's yeah, taking who did on he fight? Mitchell. But who did he fight last? Because he had a fight in the UFC. He's had, had a couple. Yeah, does he? Yeah, he yeah, does. He's huh? had a couple. He's yeah, only he couple. 22 so two years of age. Yeah, and uh, yeah, there you go. So he, he took on Stephen Coslow and won by TKO, and then he had a fight against Martinez. I think I saw the Martinez fight because I just saw. It was a good, I remember. I remember back him and having fourth tough fight, but he then he took over. Yeah, but he's also the kid. That's, he's a little, a little bit more stand up, more upright in his stand up. Yeah, he stands up a little bit more upright. He's also he doesn't look like he physically has matured yet. I believe he's young. Look how how old he is. Twenty two. Is like twenty two. Yeah, he's young. Twenty two. Yeah, I'm trying to. I was trying to remember. Yeah, he's he's young. Now don't get me wrong. Look at this picture. He looks fucking shredded. So I'm putting my foot yeah, in my mouth there. But as I recall, though, when I saw him fight, I didn't feel like he phys- like his maybe his facial features or whatever it was. He didn't seem like yeah. he was fully matured yet. At 22 years old, he's definitely not. 
You know, I think he's definitely not. He's he's got some room to grow. He's 22. He's oh, young. Hey, no I'm, ta- I'm just simply but saying. He, but he's not. He's a young, he's not like very Cooper. talented prospect. No, 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 no. But Chase, I believe, is going to just hit a hit a. He's going to fill out here real soon. Oh, he is. He's going to be a fucking no problem doubt. for people. No doubt. As long as he doesn't keep taking as many as shots as he he's been get, taking as of lately, he doesn't get a little too damaged before <laughs> yeah. that time comes. He's a phenomenal. All right, let's Chase talk Cooper's about fucking badass. He's a tough kid. <laughs> That's yeah, part is when he, he says he's he's the son of Ben Askren. I love that. Oh, he's great. <laughs> he plays that whole thing he's, up great. Uh, he's awesome. But, all right, let's get into right, this, the got, main event. You got the main event with, uh, you got to say, you know, definitely one of the guys that if you're going to look at the pound for pound best in MMA right now, Alexander Volkanovsky is definitely one of those guys that you would put on that list. But I'll tell you what, his opponent is not much below that in Yair Rodriguez. Mm. Yair is dynamic. He's just gotten better and better over time. You know, there there was that point where I was like, you know, look, he's good, but he's got his weaknesses. Frankie Edgar kind of exposed that, and he went and fixed it. He is yep. so much better with his takedown defense. I'm not saying that I don't believe. I believe that Alexander Volkanovsky is your favorite in this. You know, the matchmakers, he's going to be the favorite. But here Rodriguez has every possibility of being the guy to dethrone Volkanovsky if Volkanovsky makes a mistake. This is a great matchup. I mean, I don't, the whole interim championship doesn't mean anything. And and people need to understand look at when they go into this, there is no interim champion. There's a champion, it's Volkanovsky. Yair won that belt, and that belt gives him the ability to fight for the real belt. But this is as good a matchup as as you can find. Oh, absolutely. I think all the things that Volkanovski does very well, um, Yair has uh, an answer for. <clears throat> he's got great takedowns, uh, Volk does. But Yair is pretty damn good off his back. And he's actually, like you said, remedy that he's situation dangerous. of him defending the yeah. takedowns. He's dangerous on the feet. <clears throat> Volkanovski's fast with the hands. He's got good kicks as we saw against Max Holloway. But can he, you know, can he avoid being kicked as much as he's going to be kicked by Yair Rodriguez? Cause he is to me the better kicker and he's got, he's slick with the hands. He's got crafty little things up his sleeve as, as zombie found out. Yair Rodriguez is the, is the full package all the way around. He's dangerous. It's just hard. John, it's really hard for me to go against someone like Volkanovski. It's just really hard. I mean, everything he does, everything. And plus, like I said, he, he's his last loss, you guys can split it how you want. I, obviously, I had Islam winning. That was on me. But I'm saying the judges had Islam winning also. But Volk, though, you walked away from that. If if anything, him and his coaches and his corners, everyone, sure, they want that fight back. But you walk away from that fight going, Psh, he, he didn't I just lose basically, anything. no, he didn't lose anything. Absolutely not. There you go. Absolutely not. And you look at someone like Yoro Rodriguez and you go, yeah, this guy doesn't do anything that, that Islam, I mean, he doesn't kick as much as, or he kicks more than Islam does. But man, the speed's going to be a little bit of a factor, I think, with Yair. Yair's going to be able to touch the speed. The kicks, the calf kicks are going to be a problem right off the bat. Um, that he's got to be, Volk's got to be careful with the spinning attacks and all the little funky, quirky things, that little upward elbow, the way he exposed, like the way he does, his tricks, he'll throw the bottom low kick, inside low kick, and then come back up top to the head kick. He'll use three kicks in a row where a lot of people won't yep. do that. So right. 
Max is going to, or not Max, but Alex is going to have his hands full with someone who is just crafty on the feet and not afraid to be on their back these days, John. I don't, he, he, you're absolutely right, but he does not want to be on his back with Volkanovsky. No. That is not a good place for him to be. I, and I know you're not saying that, oh, you know, he'll take it there on purpose. He won't take it there on purpose. And he can fight his way out of it. But if he ends up on his back too much against Volkanovsky, that's going to tell you exactly which way this fight is going. You know, Volkanovsky's got, you know, great base balance. Uh, his ability to, to deliver damaging shots when he is in the top position. A lot of guys will, you know, get in that top position and they'll throw a lot of shots. None of them damage him. Volkanovsky throws damaging shots. He throws with power. He postures. He does all the right things. It's going to be incumbent upon Yair to stop those things, to break that posture, to not let him do those things that he normally gets to do. And then, you know, it's the one part that you look at. I do think that Yair has the ability to throw on a submission. But Brian Ortega tried to submit Volkanovsky. And, and I just, if, if Brian Ortega gets as deep as he was, on two submissions and can't get those, I don't think Yarrier's going to get that submission on Volkanovski either. Yeah, John, I start looking at the betting odds here. You know, we normally do weighing in on the odds for pay-per-views. We've got away from them for a little bit after we uh, kind of parted ways with one of our sponsors after they, they were having some issues um, paying people out. So we decided this part ways. But in this situation here, I've got to talk about some of the betting odds, man. You got Alex uh, Volk is minus 160. And you got Yarrier at plus 120. I mean, to me, that's a lot closer than I would have thought. That's almost close to even. Let's just mm -hmm. be honest. That is, you know, with a guy that has had the run that Volkanovski has had in the featherweight division, that's telling the odds makers mm -hmm. believe that Yair has a, a very good chance here. And he does. You know, but I take a look at that and I go, I think it's too close too. I, I, there's no way that you, in my mind, you can tell me that Volkanovski is not you know, in a, in a position to be a minus 200. Okay. I take that back. Let me retract that. Ladies and gentlemen, <laughs> it was, uh, it was at the minus 5.5 and then the plus 5.5. So over the rounds is what they were talking about. Oh, the actual okay, odds so are actually, yeah, the, the actual odds is are a lot one, different. So Volk. Yeah. So Volk is minus 380 and then Yair yeah, is plus 290. That's, there that's a little go. bit, that's, that's a little bit more. Sounds about I was right. surprised that it yes. was so close. Yeah. I didn't, yeah. I wasn't paying attention to the left side of that bracket. Yeah, so you have you have Volk at minus three eighty, and you've got Yair Rodriguez at plus two ninety. I mean, look, if if I'm I'm feeling a little, if I'm feeling a little, this is look, and I'm not saying that Volk is going to lose, and absolutely, I, I actually am leaning a lot more towards Volk. Mm -hmm. But if I was going to be a betting man, if you're going to take a chance, I throw, I I would take a chance, and the reason being is Alexander Volkanovsky's fought a lot of great guys. He's fought yeah. all, they're all the best guys in the world. <clears throat> and he's, yeah. he's made them all look. He's made them all look average. But none of them have been as, as unpredictable as Yair. You know, think about the zombie fight, the little upward elbow. Give me, think about yeah. the, you know, the spinning, uh, what are they called? The rolling thunder kicks. All mm -hmm. of those type of things play a factor and you don't know when the punch and the kicks are coming. <clears throat> And so I look at I look at what Yair brings to the table, and I've, if I was a betting man, I'd probably throw it on at plus two ninety. I'd probably throw it on fifty bucks, you know, and just figure out what you know how it all works out from there. I mean, I wouldn't I wouldn't go heavy on it. I'd go fifty bucks. I mean, hey, it's it to me. It's a, there's a ways for Yair to win this fight. Get started early and often with the calf kick. 
I also think that even if Volk does get the takedown, I don't think he'll spend a lot of time from the top position because there is a submission threat there. And as it starts to get slick, he may go there a little bit more often, like later on in the fight. But I think early in the fight, he's not going to go there as much as we maybe think he will. He'll get the takedown, control the top position. And as they're still kind of dry in that first round, you know, I think he'll uh, he'll back out of the guard, let him back up, or he'll just keep grinding on him, avoid the submission, maybe let him get up, so it takes away the guard and the submission positions um, for a year off of his back, <clears throat> and then just Matt return him back down. And as the fight goes on, he'll start feeling a little bit more slick about being inside the guard, slippery, a little bit harder for him to get the submissions, you know, to to secure them in because you are slippery. So, but if I was a betting man, I'd throw a little fifty bucks down on on Yair. Now, in no way am I saying, guys, let's not kind of change what I'm trying to say. I believe that Volk is going to win this fight. And nothing against Yair. I just believe it's hard to bet against somebody like Volkanovsky, who's made all the other guys he's fought look average. But you are. <clears throat> oh, John. <laughs> John. John over here stirring the pot, man. John over are. here stirring the pot. I'm not no. stirring anything. It was your words. I'd put $50 down on your. I'm telling you right now. I would. I I would never put money against Alexander Volkanovsky. <laughs> that dude is just a dog. fucking stud. And he is just, he's that good that he can fight with anyone. Let me ask and you this. This is, this is his weight class right now. I agree. But let me ask you this, though, John. You know that, you know that when fighters are on a run and they're on a run and their, their mentality is like, I can't be beat. I can't be, I'm the champ. I can't be beat. And then they go and they, you know, they do what they do. He went up into the weight class, came off away with yeah. a loss. We look at it like nothing's changed. He hasn't lost any ground. But then now you go back down. Is your mental really the same as it was before you went up? I don't think it is. Anytime you lose, anytime a, anytime a champion or a fighter loses and they're, they're, they're riding at the top, their mentality changes a little bit. Like, man, I did lose my last fight. I agree. Hold on. I agree with you. But with guys like Volkanovski, this is what yeah. triggers him to have that next performance. Because I want to, I want to show everyone. Look, I think in my mind, if I'm Volkanovski, I'm saying, look, I didn't lose that fight against Islam. You, the judges may have thought I lost. Mm -hmm. I didn't lose it. I was right there. You're saying that guy is the best lightweight in the world, and I fucking was mm -hmm. with him every fucking step of the way. In fact, I want you to watch the way the fight ended. Who was the guy that wanted to get out of that cage, and who was the guy that wanted to be there? So that's where I'm at with my mentality there. But I am pissed off that I have a loss and that people actually think that they can beat me and I'm going to go prove. Don't even fucking think of the possibility of beating me. Yair Rodriguez, you had a great fight against Josh Emmett. I watched it. It was great. Great performance. Now I'm going to crush you and let everyone know the difference between the real champ and the guy that won the interim. That's right. why. Well, that's why I look at Alexander Volkanovsky. Okay, you just said all that, but then how does Yair get? Or how does uh, Volkanovsky get it done then? Because on him. on the feet, Yair is a he little bit probably him. better of the fighter. Eh, how do, he, he does, does not have his power. Him. He does not have his power. He, no, he no, he doesn't. No, he doesn't. No, he doesn't. I agree with no. you. But I mean, so okay. how how does now he finish he's got him? Flash. How does he finish him? He mm -hmm. hurts him. And he knocks him out. Look at you. Everything oh. is about breaking somebody down. Everything's about everything's about breaking somebody down, and that takes time. You guys heard it here first. John's saying that Volk's going to knock him out. Interesting. I think Volk's going to get it. John, a John, uh, you, you, you're, he's going to TKO him. Yeah, TKO. Wow. 
I'm going, okay. I'm going late round TKO. Okay. Yeah, absolutely. And it's this is nothing against Yarrier. I think he's fucking great, but he's fighting a different animal with Volkanovski. Volkanovski will not back off of anything that Yarrier throws at him. He will feel the power of Yarrier, and he does have to be careful, like you're saying about some of the flash that he throws it with and the style it's, and the fact that he'll he'll double and triple up on times that most guys will not. Yeah, he's going to end up being on top of him. And in those moments, that damage, once it's happened in the fight, you're not the same. And then it just starts to degrade and it's going to keep happening. And I'm not saying that, you know, look, I think Yaya Rodriguez is a phenomenal fighter right now. One of the best in the featherweight division. It's not his time yet. Okay. Well, then let me ask this. How does Yair, how does Yair get it done? I didn't say he was. I said he's going to no, lose. I'm asking. No, I want to know. I want to know how you're you the, think. I want to know how Yair put, is getting it done. You're the one. You're the one putting the money on Yair. Look at the I'm way, asking you. I'm asking you a simple question. Don't deflect. How do you John? think Yair gets it done? I'm not deflecting. I'm telling you. <laughs> I don't think he does. I don't there's think There's no he does way. Get there's it no done. way of him getting it done. There's not. Yes, there's no there way for a, him to get it done. Tell hold me on. how. There is, there is how, a way for him to get it done. But I've never seen Volkanovsky fall fall prey to it. I've never seen Volkanovski be the guy that back so How off. is that, though? How, how is that way, though, John? Tell me the way. In, in John, my I'm opinion, asking. for Rodriguez to win, he's got to control the range and be the guy that is on the outside picking Volkanovski apart. That is not going to happen. Okay. Okay. So, you, you, uh, so you're saying just stick and move, stick and move, keep his back foot off the fence. You know, use his speed, mixing, mixing up the combinations inside, outside, leg kicks, head kicks, all those things, mixing with the touch, punches. Touch, touch. Here, did you watch the? Did you watch a fight between a, a guy that's a phenomenal featherweight fighter and Patricio Pitbull lose to a guy who everyone was saying yeah. he was gonna he's gonna beat in Sergio Pettis? And I told you, how does he mm -hmm. do? How does he get it done? He does it by just yeah. touch, 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 touch. Yep. Don't try to knock him out. Don't get into a fucking firefight with him. Make him frustrated. You have you have more speed than him. Make him be the guy that is guessing. And that's what Dave, he did. back and that's back what to the betting does. odds. Back to the betting odds. So if you're if you're looking at the betting odds, no minus three eighty plus two ninety. Uh, over yeah. is a minus uh, four and a half. Is minus one ten, and then under four and a half is minus one twenty. How are you betting on that? Are you betting any of those? Or are you just letting it ride? Would you, you take know, I, a bet on that? I would, I know you're you're already high on Volk, so would you take a bet on? I would you go on Volk? I, I don't. I'm, I don't. I can't say that I would bet on that because I do think it's going to be somewhere yeah. in that fourth round. I think somewhere yeah. midway fourth round is about the time that if, if Volk is going to get be able to get rid of him, that's about the time that he would be able to. So it's got you it. know if they had done it three and a half, I'd say I'd go over. But they're right hmm. on the they're right on that sweet spot for me where I'm going. Yeah, yeah it's four and a half. It's in the what about the on the round, what about man. on the minus three eighty? You taking? You, it's just too much too much at risk to win to win a hundred bucks. Yeah, yeah, not a chance. I mean, because because Yair could get it well, done. If you're it's saying minus three eighty, anything can for, happen. Well, I would no. I'd put, I'd put money. I'd put five hundred down on Volkanovski. You you put five hundred down on Volk. Yeah, Ooh. yeah. must yeah. be nice to be money bags. Woo. Oh, yeah, big money bags. I lost all my money in that party. And a hundred. <laughs> in the fireworks display. Jeez, man. That that grand finale was nice. 
<laughs> hey, like, baby. If you're going to do something, uh, do it right. Got to do it right. All right. Well, look, uh, I mean, like I said, I'm definitely going with Volk, but I think Yair, I think, I think if he gets started early and often with those calf kicks, it can start to change the way that, that Volk fights. I also think that if he's going to have success, not just the calf kick, he's going to have to go calf kick up to head kick to keep Volk's hands loyal to his chin. Because if he just keeps going to the legs, Volk's going to start being able to just catch the leg, get the easy takedowns, control the top position. What about going to the arm? He's going to have to throw. I'm okay with going to the arms as well. It's just keeping his hands loyal to his chin. Because if yeah. you, if you're, if you're not going to the head, then it just gives him the freedom to go ahead and tee off whenever you, whenever you want. But so he's going to, he's going to have to go to Yair, the head quite a bit. Do you think that Yair should attack those arms and shoulders to try to take some of the, the sting out of what Volkanovsky is able to throw? I think he should because I think I think Volk's gonna end up wrestling quite a bit in the like in the second third rounds. He's gonna start trying to slow Yair down a little bit, try to clinch him to the fence, dirty box him, grind him out a little bit, and then when he can't control against the fence, he'll, he'll just back away right away, give him the space. Volk's gonna have to fight him all the way out or all the way in. He can't fight him in. in that middle between spot, so he's got to be all the way out of the range or all the way in the range. Just being dirty and grimy with them, you know, uppercuts, clinching the head, knees, getting on the legs, trying to hit takedowns, trying to hit lift the single leg, keep them off balance, keep them guessing. And we've seen that Volk's got the conditioning to do that. He's got that for five rounds. He can do that hard for five rounds. It doesn't matter what, what weight class you're in, this guy can do it. What, where I'm looking at Volk though is that he's got to be very cautious and careful of those up kicks, those Lyoto Machida up kicks to the face because of the height. And how fast Yair gets that the, that foot up to the face. He'll mix that in. He'll go push kick up the middle. So as you try to parry it down, he's going to go head kick to the outside of the other leg. So he's going to be snapping it up and then coming back around to the head kick. Keep those hands loyal to his chin. Those are the things that I look at when I'm looking at a top-level striker versus someone of the height of Volkanovski. Now, I know everyone in the comments is going to go, hey, Volk's been dealing with this height his whole life. <laughs> and so I agree. Yes. I agree. I was going to say it. I was going to say it right now. Well, let's see. Yeah. He's been fighting guys taller than him throughout his career. Yep, absolutely. And it's never been a problem. No, it's never been a problem. I, but I, I know he's fought some great strikers. But just Yair, the trickiness of him and the way he puts it together. And look, he's at this level for a reason. He's, you know, number three, number two, whatever it is. He's... He's yeah. there for a reason because he's crafty, he's slick, he's good at everything he does. And the UFC's been backing him for a while, even when they got mad at him and he left and he tried to, and then he came back. All of those things, they they brought him back because they knew there was something there in him, and and he's got it. Oh, they he do. does have the it factor. Yeah. So I'm looking forward to seeing he's he's going to bring something new to the table also in this fight. He's not going to he's going to bring something that that no one's ever seen. I believe that because this really? is his one. I believe so. This is his chance to do something. That no one's ever seen in a top level fight against the, who many people believe is the pound for pound best fighter right now in the UFC against Volk. He's going to do it. He's going to do something. I'm not saying he's winning. I'm saying that he's going to do something crafty that no one's ever seen to keep people guessing. Well, he already did, it did bring something new to the table and it was ah! a customized belt. <laughs> Look at that. That's pretty What di- the hell is that? Yeah. That's pretty different. He- he customized the. It's based on like a like a family. You know how like in the the Mexican culture yeah. they've got like all the colorful stuff. Um, I don't yeah. really know a ton, but it's based on that movie Coco, where they've got like the you know the skeleton people, yeah. and it's all like the colorful stuff. Mm-hmm. It's based on the family from that movie. Um, he he brought the belt and he it was um he he customized the belt and um he brought it out to show. So I thought it was kind of cool. That's pretty a little cool. bit of culture there. I'm yeah. kind of, it's kind of interesting that they, they can you buy them that way. 
He, I mean, because they're not cheap belts. The belts are normally about 15, 20 grand. No, they're not. Someone, someone hand hand did oh, this wow. with the, that's, with like that's somebody the took pain. his belt. Yeah, oh, and did that on top of it. I wonder how they did yeah. that. They painted it. Did they just dye yeah, the leather? No, no, it's no, like no. plant based. I don't think it's plant based it's, paint. It looks oh, like okay. it's. Uh, is it paint? <clears throat> yeah, I'm looking at he that was thing, very clear. It, it almost, it, it, it almost it, looks like he bedazzled it. <laughs> I'm just being. I'm serious. You know that. No, that's the jewels in the belt, buddy. That's the real jewels in the belt. Yeah, that's the real jewels now. Oh. It, look, it doesn't look, look like paint, dude. It looks like it looks like gemstones. No, he was saying that it's. Uh, he said it's a pant, uh, plant-based paint that you put into it. Yeah, it's like it's like all natural kind of paints that oh. he was talking about. Whatever, you know. man. Okay, well, I mean that's sure the one he has. All so natural you... plant-based stuff all his life. So yeah, and, and t- yeah, I mean like yeah. Hey, whatever you want to do. I look at the I look at this fight though it's to me it's going to be pro, it's going to be a, fanta- a fantastic fight. I have yet to really seen Volk in a bad fight just to be honest. Hello. Give me give me a fight that, he, that you, you fell. I mean outside of maybe the third, was it the third? How many times has he fought uh Max? The Three? second. Three. The second Max Holloway fight. Was he was a was, little flat compared. Yeah, it, but it was but still regardless. I'm saying like, but then you know, in the in the third fight, he was so dominant that it kind of was a little a little like, eh, you know. But look, overall, yeah. overall, I've yet to see him in a real bad fight. He's he's phenomenal. He's good all the way around. He does a fantastic job of imposing his will. Um, for someone who's small in stature but aggressive, speed is all there. All those things. Yair's got his hands full. So there's no doubt about it. But don't be surprised if Yair pulls some things out of his sleeve that we've never seen before. I'm not saying they're going to work and get the knockout, but I'm saying that he's he's crafty like that. He's cra- he's real crafty. So I'm looking forward to this fight a lot, Look, John. I'm all I I am all for next week. You sit there going, I told you so. Ah. And I'll say, you know what? You were right, <laughs> but I'm not going against Volkanovski. I'm not going against Volk either. Stop trying to paint that picture, John. <laughs> Jeez, jeez! I'm trying to give I'm trying ah, to give to... Yair the love, buddy. I'm trying to give him the love. You are trying to give him the love, and that's okay. That's okay. People need love, especially after they yeah. lose to someone like Volkanovski. <laughs> what a guy! All right, Brandon Moreno taking on a guy he has fought in the past in Alexandre Patoja. I, I remember this fight very well. The first time they met up, which was in the tough. Uh, house basically as they would say but now brandon is a different fighter brandon is a much more experienced fighter brandon is a he's a he was a dog then he's just a more uh, experienced and well-trained dog now pantoja's got his hands full but pantoja is he's dangerous everywhere he's got good stand-up his ground game is fantastic I'm I'm really happy that this is the fight they put together you know we've, we've seen a lot of moreno versus figueredo <laughs> yeah this is uh, it's this is a fight that should have taken place because Pantoja did have the win over Brandon, and uh, that's been sitting there for a while. So, well, you said you said when you started this conversation, you said, "Oh, he's got he's got, got a lot more experience now. He's a lot better now. All of those things." But you know what he is now, though, too. He's a champion, and he's champion. he's been a champion, facing, you know, multiple times tougher. over. It's been a dog fight yep, for him. I agree. This can be a really, really uphill battle for Pantoja. And I know, sure, you got the win over him. Look, different times, different things have happened in between. The experience that Moreno's gathered in those fights with Figgy 
and then his uh his other fight in the middle there with uh what Kai Car fronts that like <clears throat> those fights there they just gave him the confidence they gave him the everything he needed to prove that to himself like hey I'm 20% better because I am the champion I've gone I've gone these, I've trained these five round camps. I've done all this. There's nothing you're going to bring to the table that I haven't seen training for Figgy or for training for Kai or training for other fight. Like I've done it all. And yeah. I, I, I like Pantoja as a fighter. I think he's a fantastic fighter. This is one of those uphill battles as well. I just, I, I can't see Moreno doing all that. And then getting back to Pantoja. This is like a notch on, he's like, you're, I'm a notch on your belt. That's you know, Moreno's thinking to himself, this favorite, is the Dave, fight I want to get pull back. Pull up Pantoja's record. I want to say that just the level of... Take a look at the guys that he's been fighting, though. All right? So, as you're looking down now, he's he's got a loss to Devison, mm-hmm. to uh, Figueroa. A win over Schnell, very good stand-up. Win over Cape. Win over Brandon uh, Royval, who I think is a fantastic mm-hmm. fighter. Win over Alex Perez. We know how good he is with the hands, but Gets the neck crank. Go down there. Keep on going down. Go past Sasaki. See, and there's that's the whole thing is it wasn't only in the one. Keep going. Keep going. Keep going. Keep going. Keep going. I want you to go to the point where eh, they don't have it in there. Damn it. Why don't they have it in there? Bruno. Okay. Is it exhibition? Where, where's no no keep on going to uh exhibition? There you go. Look at it. So he's got the win over Brandon in an exhibition fight in the ultimate fighter. Mm-hmm. And he's got a win in the UFC over Brandon Moreno. You think that might be playing a little bit in the back of Brandon Moreno's mind? Because he's got submission rear naked choke, right? And then go up. Dave, go up. Where? To where he, you see him fighting Brendan Moreno again. Keep going, keep going, keep going. Got a ways to go. Right there. There you go. Yeah. <clears throat> I mean, he's also got a win over Kai Car France. Yeah, he does. John's, John's thinking. John's thinking. I'm yeah. just looking. I'm, no, I'm, I'm, I'm. Dude, Pantoja is—he's got his number almost. You can look and say, "This is a guy that believes that I, this guy can't beat me." Yeah, this I've is got true. two wins against him. Okay, yeah, the second one was a decision, but I won that one. And I won it cleanly. The first one was a submission that I got him. I know how to beat Brandon. Brandon doesn't know how to beat me. Some fighters just have kryptonite, man. Some fighters are someone else's Boy, it kryptonite. Is. That may work out that way, <clears throat> but like I said, where. <clears throat> guys like Oscar or uh, Perez, guys like Roy Vol, guys like uh, Manal Cup, those guys, they're fantastic fighters. Roy Vol, to me, is one of my favorites. Absolutely one yep. of my favorites. <clears throat> but guys yeah. like Askarov and, and Figueredo, they found out ways to beat him. And I think Moreno is yeah. at that level, too, of understanding, like, look, all I have to do is continue just building what I'm doing in, the, in my location in my gym. Which he's what? He's down here at uh in Fort Worth, isn't he? He's down here in um He's at Fortis. Fortis. He's at Fortis MMA. Yeah. They've got a good yeah. group of people there now that are there's a lot more of them now that have moved and made transitions over there. They've got a stacked full of of top level wrestlers that are out of there now. Uh the kid from Oklahoma State, um, Nikki. 
uh, Nikki, I can't pronounce his last name. Pickney, Pickney. He wrestled with Kyle Crutchmer at. Pick, yeah, yeah. Crutchmer's there too. Yep, yep. No, Crutch is there as well. But uh, Nick, Nick was one of the only guys to ever stick. Um, Jeez, man, what was his name? Uh, it's right on the tip of my tongue. Uh, three-time national champ out of Iowa. Wrestled at one. Jeez, uh, what's his name? Uh, it's, Dave, pull it up because it's going to kill me, man. God, he yeah. just lost. He, so, uh, who is he? No, no, we're talking about, about oh, wrestling. Oh, I know. Hold on. He, he just... He, he just lost. He uh, just lost. In, he lost in the NC2A. finals. Yeah, he lost in the yeah. finals in the oh, NC two A's. Uh, he wrestled at uh, 125 pounds at University of Iowa, national champ. Okay. Yeah, but he lost. Uh, Spencer. Spencer Lee. Yeah, Spencer, Spencer Lee. Lee. Spencer Lee. God, Josh, get it together, man. <laughs> I couldn't come up with it either. Yeah, it's like right on the tip of my tongue. Like, come on, man. Yeah, but Spencer. Um, yeah, but I mean, like. So Nick Nicky's one of the only guys that ever beat Spencer Lee. Stuck him, I think, last year in, in their duel there, and I think at Oklahoma State, the year year last year or the year before. And he um, he's now down at Fortis helping these guys get ready. So he's helping Brandon Moreno as well. So his Brandon Moreno's wrestling should be on point in anything he needs to do, whether it's takedowns, defense takedowns, whatever it is. If he is looking to get those takedowns, looking for him to be that top position, doing that work, that ground and pound, that grimy style of wrestling. I'm, I'm looking. I'm looking at it. You're going to see. I think a lot better transitional striking to wrestling from Brandon Moreno in this fight, and it's going to. It's going to. I think the, the wrestling is going to be a factor in this fight, John. I, I agree with you, and I agree with you. I think Brandon at this point. This is what makes the fight so interesting to me. Is I think Brandon at this point is percentage points better than he was when he fought Pantoja before, especially in the first one. He's percentage points better based upon being the champ. He's got that, you know, just he knows. He's been there. And and then you can look at Pantoja, and Pantoja's the guy sitting there going, I've already beat you twice. Hmm. If I beat you twice, I can definitely beat you a third time. And so it's what makes this a great fight. You know, this is a fight that needed to be in the flyweights based upon the fact that Pantoja had two wins against him. You know, hmm. and with that, that's the whole, you know, he, he's never gotten that chance now. You know, he's been waiting. He's been fighting at the upper level. And, you know, I, I don't blame the UFC for all the Figueredo fights and that, you know, the, the rematches and stuff that went on with Moreno based upon the title going back and forth. But it is Pantoja's time as far as to get that shot. And this is what makes it an intriguing fight. I think Moreno right now is better than he's ever been. And I think Pantoja has that belief. That this guy can't beat me, but there is all also a little bit of a risk though. I've already beat you twice. Could you just be thinking, ah, oh, I've got your number? Okay, I know I'm going to do what I did last time. And Moreno's got a lot when better you have since never then. Never won the title, and you know that title's on the line. I could see it Come being on. that way. I could see it being that way. But sometimes people take it for really? granted. There, John. Sometimes people yeah. just they overlook somebody because oh, I beat you twice, and I don't care if the title's on the line. You're the same fighter. I you haven't really I haven't really seen you do a whole lot. You know that's different than when we fought. Boy, we'll see. If he hasn't seen him. If he has not seen Moreno being a different fighter in, yeah, in a multitude I, of ways, I agree. He ain't watching tape. Yeah, I agree. All right, let's go next. Ah, Robert Whitaker, Bobby Knuckles taking on <laughs> Driscus Duplessis. I love this fight. I love. I I tell you what, people can say what they want. I love what Duplessis has been, you know, the way he's been trying to come after 
uh, Adesanya, you know, wanting that fight. Adesanya has been going after him, saying the things he would do to him. And look at this is the this is the standard bearer. This is the one that's going to tell you exactly where Duplessis is at. Because if he gets a win against Bobby Knuckles, he's he's proving I am the upper crest of this division, and he deserves that shot against Adesanya. But he's got to get past Bobby Knuckles first. That ain't easy. <laughs> Bobby Bobby Whitaker is just a fucking beast. He is good everywhere. He's got good wrestling. The you know, you, you can look at the stand-up and Duplessis had the kickboxing background and things like that. I think I think the bot, Robert Whitaker can stand with him, you know, no no problem at all. Mm-hmm. And will do well with him. I do think that the wrestling I think Whitaker's better. I think Whitaker's got better wrestling, a better top game. But Duplessis has proven that he is freaking dog tough. He's got a hell of a gas tank. He's I've seen him get tired and I've seen him recover, which says, you know what, he's in shape when he comes in there. This is a this is a tell all fight that Duplessis is stepping up big time. Look, I like the storyline. I like the idea of him, you know, being Robert and getting on and getting on to the Izzy fight, you know, and then mixing the the whole, you know, South African, real yeah. African versus. Come on, I get the whole storyline. If I'm the, the UFC, the I'm going. The story's been written. Yeah, if I'm the UFC, yeah, all I see is dollar signs. I'm like, yeah, let's go, let's go, let's go. Come on, <laughs> you know, when we talk about the UFC, don't care who wins, but in the back of their mind, right now, they're like. Nah, we kind of want Duplessis to win this fight. It wouldn't be bad you know, if Bobby someone new ended up falling down. <laughs> yeah. yeah, yeah, right. Like it's it, it, like that's the, that's what they're looking at. But look, at the end of the day, Robert Whitaker to me is just somebody that he's good all the way around. He's somebody that can stand yep. with Duplessis. He can keep it on the feet. I think he will utilize some wrestling and some timing on catching the kicks. You know, whatever it is, he's going to try to get those easy takedowns. He's not going to force the takedowns. And I think once he gets to the top position, Duplessis is going to be a, a, a he's going to be in a not a world of hurt, but he's going to he's not going to have a whole lot of answers. You know, Bobby on top is not he he's he's pretty damn good. He's good everywhere. And so when I look at the experience that Robert Whitaker brings to the cage and the top level guys that he's fought, Duplessis doesn't bring any of the things not not in the full package that some of the guys that that Whitaker's fought before. And, and I'm not trying to knock Duplessis. I, I, like I said, I love the storyline. Just they didn't. If they wanted, if they wanted to get him to the title, they should have matched him up against someone else. This is not the. This is not the guy. This is not. This is not the guy that's gonna. That he's gonna be able to get through to beat him. You know, and nothing against the guys below Rob Whitaker, but they would have been a little bit more stylistically a better matchup for him to get to the title shot. Whitaker's just been sitting around waiting, man, waiting for someone to to fight. You know, and this is the guy that came up, and so this is. This is what they're doing, but I'm gonna I'm gonna go towards Robert Whitaker. Hey, pull up these uh pull up these betting odds because I want to know. I feel like Whitaker should be a probably like a plus. I was thinking 500, but so they got they got not plus. Sorry, a minus 500. They got minus, Whitaker at minus 400, and they got say, you have you have Robert Whitaker as a plus. I don't no, think no, so, no. He's a he's he's a minus minus. So he's at a minus 400. And you got uh Duplessis at plus 300. That's about where I thought. I was thinking maybe a plus uh minus 500. For uh, Whitaker, that's what I was thinking. But you taking those? You taking those odds? You think Duplessis has a chance at all outside of a puncher's chance? You think he's got a chance? No. <clears throat> here, as simple as it gets, and I'm, I'm putting I'm putting you on the spot here, mm-hmm. Dave. I don't know if you can do it. 
pull up the records and who the the both guys have fought in the UFC. And this is this is the the tell all is when you take a look at Robert Whitaker right now, just real quick, and we'll look. What happened? I'll put them side by side for you. Just give me a second. Okay, there you go. Look at this. Damn it, you're a Dave's out here. Dave, you're a skilled man. I am so impressed Dave by you. Out here but it still hustling, hasn't happened. Man. Let's see if it happens. He's, he's Let's see if it happens. Things, things like this take time. See, John, John thinks because he doesn't know no idea what technology. John just thinks oh, you shit. click a button and click a button and like just the shit it. just happens. Just do like, it. Okay. <laughs> you right. actually have yeah. to like and, shape and you can it. Go, that, that's right. fine. You can go off of those last, we'll say, 10 fights. One, two, three, four. There you go. Seven, eight. That's nine fights. Okay. Rob on the left. So, yeah, exactly. So I want you to take a look. For for Robert Whitaker, we've got Derek Brunson, Jacare, Yoel Romero, Yoel Romero, Adesanya, Darren Till, Cannoneer, Gastelum, Adesanya again, Vittori. The who's who of the middleweight division. Yeah. Am I not right? Except yeah, yeah. for Darren Till. I'm just, I can't put Darren Till there. Okay. But other than that, who's who? Yeah. Okay. They both have wins against Darren Till. All right. We saw what happened with Darren Till in the fight uh, against Duplessis. But let's take a look at. Uh, we're gonna have to go into KSW where Duplessis was fighting, and he did fight Roberto Soldic. Good yep. fighter. Good Tough fighter. Dude. Really he's got good a fighter. loss against him. He's got a win, and then a loss. You got Luderbach. Guy, he <clears throat> knocked him out. Figured that would happen. A Bre- I don't know Brendan Lessar. Hmm. So I don't know who he is. Marcus Perez got the win. Trevin Giles, Brad Tavares, Darren Till, Derek Brunson. Another one they have as far as, but obviously at different points in their career. Derek Brunson in 2016 was a completely different fighter now than Derek Brunson of 2023. Yeah. But you take a look at, you know, you don't see the Marcus Perez or the Trevin Giles or the Brendan Lasorda, that's not on Bobby Knuckles because he was fighting the killers of the division. Mm-hmm. Nothing against Duplessis. He can't help all that, but the level of who they have faced and the way they faced him, it's just different. There's yeah. just a difference in levels right here. And this, this will be the fight that I think that Duplessis will see that where those levels are. You know, John, when I look at what Duplessis brings to the table, he's got power, he's got heart, he, he looks fatigued he and heart. tired. He looks fatigued and tired, and he digs he digs deep, and he pulls it out of his ass. Yeah. Okay, and we saw that in the, a little bit in the Darren Till fight. He looked a little tired, looked a little fatigued. Sure, he ends up getting the win. Same thing with Derek Brunson. He looked a little tired, looked fatigued, you know, and he still came out and got the win. <clears throat> yep. But in no moment in this fight will Bobby Knuckles look tired. And in no moments of this fight will he be out of position to the point where Duplessis will be able to expose him and get these, whether they're sloppy takedowns or whether they're big shots that are landed. Bobby Knuckles will be in tight defensive and offensive position the whole time in all three rounds. This guy's used to training for five-round fights. He understands, like, look, I'm, I can do five rounds all day long. I've done it with the best guys in the world. Three rounds to me? Walk in the park, Kazanski. That's all. That's he's gonna yeah. be thinking to himself. This is this is no. Yeah. This is not a big deal to me. I will push you in the limits in the first round. Try to put you, clinch you, hang on you, blow your arms up, make you feel fatigued, make you feel like you can't clinch anymore. And in that second round, I'm gonna start piecing you up. Just touch, 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 and you're gonna leave yourself out of position. 
You know, defensively, after you throw a big shot and you miss, I'm going to make you pay. And that's where I see the difference is. Is Duplessis has got really good, he's got heavy hands, he's got good striking. But as he gets tired, he starts leaving stiff. himself out of position. He's stiff, but he leaves himself out of position. He leaves himself to be countered. He leaves himself to get hit with clean shots. And Robert Whitaker, Bobby is the, he's the master of doing things like that. So nothing against uh, Duplessis. I just don't see him getting past Bobby Knuckles, man. Knuckles is the man. Knuckles is the man. So. It takes a really good technician to get past him as far as on the feet. And not that Duplessis is not a good technician. Yeah. He just doesn't have that different style nope. of stand-up, like a like a Wonder Boy or somebody like that. So, I don't know. It's still a great fight. I can't wait to watch it. I can't wait to watch what happens out of the whole thing. So, Jalen Turner. Speaking of stand-up. All right. The, the <laughs> speaking <tarantula>. of stand-up. <laughs> These speaking two guys, of speaking of stand-up. Speaking of stand-up and speaking of freaking freaks of nature when it comes to the size of these lightweights dan hooker is the shorter man at six foot one i know he lists himself at six foot he ain't six foot one and he's gonna be looking up at jalen turner at six foot three dude these guys are huge for the lightweight division they both like to stand and bang someone's getting knocked out i just look at it that way this is a this is a great matchup i love the stylistic matchup of this fight and I love both guys. Hooker's a dog, but he has taken a lot of damage in some of his fights. We're going to see if that damage has accumulated and if it's starting to slow him down. The lightweight division has really changed a lot since I was in the lightweight division. When I came into the lightweight division, I want people to go back. When and you know, were huge? Yeah. Look at all of <laughs> I want you guys to go back to UFC 49. And listen to Joe Rogan, and he will tell you how enormous Josh Thompson is. Josh Thompson is so big, such a monster for the light. Eves Edwards is so big for a lightweight. Oh, my God, these guys are enormous. We're like little kids against these these guys now. Like... We, I feel like we should have been like if I was to come back to fighting, you know, even if I, if I was younger, I'd have to come back at like bantamweight. There's just no way. <laughs> Think about think about Corey Sanhagen. What is he? 5'11", 135? Yeah. It just it yeah. doesn't make any sense. It doesn't make any sense. these guys are enormous. Jalen Turner 6'3", 155. Dan Hooker 6'1", 155. Dan Hooker made 145, ladies and gentlemen. I know. 145. Nice. Now I'm not saying he looked great at 145, but I'm saying though he made the weight. Too drawn out. You know? Yeah. I mean like myself, I made 143 when I fought Kid Yamamoto. And I killed myself. It took me forever to get the muscle back on. But still, I was like, man, I could never do this every single fight, ever. But these guys, these guys are on a different level of their mentality. They're just, they really, really want it. They really want to get the weight down. I mean, these guys are, like Islam, huge. Habib, huge. These guys are just big guys. Big guys walking around and just able to just scientifically kind of get their weights down. You know, sometimes they struggle, sometimes they don't. It depends on how your body's feeling that day. Now, back to the fight. Jalen Turner, phenomenal, slick, tall, long, and lengthy, perfect body style for the sport. Dan Hooker, tall, long, and lengthy, coming, perfect, off of perfect body, coming off of a loss, coming off a loss, perfect body style for the sport. Look, I just want to know where Dan, Dan's mentality is. I know, isn't Jalen coming off a loss though too? Yes. Yep. Yeah. So Jalen's coming off a loss. Dan's coming off a loss. I believe both. Yeah. Jalen Turner going to use uh, use all of his abilities, like his his abilities, which is. His inside leg kick, calf kick, that body kick, and his hands are slick. He's got good takedown defense when he is fresh. But I don't see Dan Hooker trying to take this fight to the ground at all. And the same no. thing goes for Jalen Turner. Which, this, which the two makes of these guys Jalen Turner stand, happy. 
Yeah, absolutely. He'll finally get to let all of his weapons go. He's not so concerned about being taken down. The same thing with Dan Hooker. I don't think he's going to really have to be concerned with Jalen Turner getting a takedown or two. Now, both of them, I think, They'll will threaten one. one. They'll sneak They'll one sneak in, one whether in. it's like a little trip or whether it's like a threat to the single yep. leg. If they're pressed against the fence, clinching, someone might drop down on a double and try and lift real quick and get it down. But they're not going to spend a lot of energy trying to do this. So I'm looking forward to this fight. You have two behemoth lightweights uh, basically coming in and uh, letting their stand-up fly. This, this is going to be a fun fight. This is going to be a fantastic fight. Uh, no, that's a, great, that's a great fight. Bo Nickel, the, the what, Bo's 4-0, the man from Penn State. They had a fight for him with Trisan Gore. Trisan Gore had to pull out, so they bring in Valentin Woodburn, who is undefeated. Valentin has fought at light heavyweight, middleweight, he is powerful. He is got a. Uh, he's built like a brick shit house. As far as you look at him, he has got mostly knockouts throughout his seven and zero career. Can he stop the wrestling of Bo Nickel? Absolutely not. Now let's. Okay. What, what really? You could have said that go with, with one word. No. I I want to go to the betting odds. Let's go to the betting odds, there, Dave. Oh, it's gonna be where horrible. are we at? What What it's do you think the odds are? Horrible. Yeah. Horrible. Oh goodness! Minus twenty four hundred. I might do that one just because. No, come on! You're come not gonna take. You're not gonna bet a hundred. You're not. You're not gonna bet. You're not I, gonna bet a hundred dollars. I put. I put. I put fifty bucks on Val Woodburn to win six hundred. So you're saying Val is gonna win? That's what you're saying. No, I am not saying that. <laughs> no, you, you use that same mentality so against me and Volk. That I am, no, I that said, I am willing to throw away 50 bucks. <laughs> I mean, look, anything can happen. This is the I fight can do game. that because of the five, because the $500 I put on Volkanovsky is going to give me my money back. <laughs> wow. Um, look, look, honestly, I'm going to be honest. When you have someone who's a plus one, 1200, I'm going to put 50 down. I'm gonna slap it down and just see what happens. I mean, I might even, I might even dab a little bit, maybe even go to a hundred. I might. I mean, because look, it, look, if you put fifty down, you're winning what six hundred. You know, you put you put a hundred down, you're winning twelve hundred. I'm like, it's it's well, worth it. What? Well, what was the? There was a there was a recent fight the UFC had. I think it was uh, Elvis Brenner against. Um, oh, I can't say his name. Kujalazge. Yeah, the, yeah, the the, the kid I from think, Georgia. Yeah, Brenner was a huge underdog in that. Yeah, See? <clears throat> yeah, yeah, yeah. He, he was, um, I think Sometimes he was a plus. Works. He was a plus nine hundred or something like that. Yeah, it was like yeah, plus yeah. nine hundred. Yeah, look. See? Sometimes I, it works. Yeah, sometimes it does. Look, when guys come in on short notice, the fighter who's fighting him, it's hard for them as well because you weren't really preparing for them. It's not just that, but it's a mind fuck. It really is because they, we, you obviously know the guy who's coming in on short notice has nothing to lose. The deal was probably already signed. That Val Woodburn's going to already have probably a three-fight deal, uh, unless he unless he just totally totally sucks. They probably signed him to a three-fight deal, give him an opportunity to really shine on a second fight when you come in late notice like this. So they signed him to a to a three-fight deal, probably for nothing. Maybe let's say ten and ten or twelve and twelve, something like that. And they're going to allow him to fight and see what happens. If he comes out and gets this win, I mean, he's going to be catapulted right into the big time, but. I mean, I'm I'm willing, I, Dave, uh, not Dave, but uh, John. I'm willing to bet the fifty bucks. Might as well. <clears throat> you have nothing. To, I mean, you Might have you well. have something to lose. Fifty bucks. Yeah. You got fifty bucks to lose. Yeah. But 
it's one of those things I'd be willing to take a chance on. Yeah, I'd be, it's one of those things I'd be willing to take a chance on. It's one. It's one of those that I, I've done in the past. You know, it's like oh, you know, just you got to, you know. And then as as that person that I put the money on is lying on the canvas, and the referee is <laughs> waving their arms over him, I'm like, I knew I shouldn't have done that. <laughs> You're like, damn. I mean, you know what's funny is I got friends. They what they do is they bet on you know they bet on fights throughout the night, but they'll bet like ten bucks. Ten, you know, and they just try yeah. to stay ahead. And sometimes, you know, by the end of the night, they you know they've won you know 180 bucks. And you're like, all right, I get it. Not me, man. <laughs> I'm like, I'm go, like, lose it big. all. Go deep. Go big. You go got big. this. Go big or go home, a, baby. Don't be a sissy. All right, next fight. <laughs> well, we got Robbie Lawler coming in and taking on. Nico Price, look, Nico Price is tough as hell. He is a guy who is, if you looked at Robbie, you know, earlier in his career, you know, Nico Price was tailor-made for Robbie Lawler. Walking forward guy, likes to take big punches, can only take so many of them before the big fucking hammer lands and he goes out. But Robbie's a different fighter now, and you look at this, this is a, this is a big time fight for Nico Price if you look at it. Robbie Lawler is a name and will always be a name. He's a legend in the sport, and if you look at his career and how many comebacks he's had in his career, and the way he did it, and you know, Robbie's never talked shit about anybody. Nope. You know, he just goes out, he just performs. He's he's fantastic. You know, now as a mentor for other young fighters, he's been fantastic because he's you know. He's experienced the ups and the downs and the pitfalls, and he tries to keep those guys away from those things and uh, keeps them on course. And he's a guy that at any point you could say this is his last fight. You know, I thought maybe no, this, his is his last fight fight. Brian this is his last fight. This is his last fight. This is yeah. We're gonna find out. I know we're no, gonna no, find no. out. No, it's already already oh, committed. No, no, no. <laughs> no. Already committed. I'm not buying it until I see the no, gloves go down. Yeah. It's done. It's done, buddy. I know it's you done. talked to the yep. management. I know. I know. But I've talked to the I, management. I've I talked told, to Robbie. Yeah, but like I said, he's... I'm not saying it's done until <laughs> I see it. Oh, John. If there's one thing, well, but if there's one, like, okay, let's be honest. Robbie loves it. He just loves to fight. It is part of, you know, he doesn't get, he's not that guy that gets, you know, super excited. He doesn't get super down. He, you know, he stays in that middle area. But when it comes to fight night and you're around Robbie, you know, this dude loves this shit. Yeah. And he does, you know. But so if this is his last fight, it's a good fight for him. It's a good fight for Nico to try to get a, a big name on, you know, his record, one that he beat. You know, he had the, the fight with Cowboy. That's a big one. Um, but this, if you can get a win against Robbie Lawler, that's saying a lot because Robbie was a champion. Robbie's done it all, been there throughout, you know. <clears throat> You got to figure Robbie Lawler started his UFC career at UFC, what, 36? Yeah. 37? Against Aaron Riley. Aaron Riley. Yeah. That was his first fight. I was there live at that event. I watched this young man scroll all the way down. Keep going. Keep going. Look for Landon Showalter. Scroll down from there, right there at the very. So what, if you look at year? Aaron Riley, two thousand one, back in two thousand and two at UFC thirty seven. I'm gonna tell you guys a little a little history with him. You're, like, you're talking about Aaron Riley at UFC thirty seven at High Impact, uh, that show there. Larry Landless was the uh, was the referee. 
great fight. Yep. Aaron Riley was known for just taking shots and coming forward dog. and being a dog. Like he could deliver it and he could take it. But the first time I saw, first time I saw him fight was against Landon Showalter. He was 19 yep. years old. He had a fro and it was real, real curly. Yep. And he was fighting out there in Hawaiian shorts. And we're in the middle of some desert at some casino. I can't remember what casino it was. But we were in the middle of some desert. I think it was Calusa Casino or somewhere out there. And he's in there. I, I see this kid. He was barely warming up. He was just touching the pads like light. Like it didn't look like he wanted to go hard. And then I was like, you know, this kid, everyone's, you know, we were here. We saw he was out there. Pat Milicic was out there with him. I'm like, I wonder who this kid is. He goes out there. I think it was, oh, it was 14 seconds. I was thinking it was 19 seconds. It was quick. <laughs> it was quick. It was boom, boom, and done. Yeah, it was boom, boom, and it was done. And he acted like it was yeah. no big deal. There's no big deal. Yeah. Like, yeah, I do this shit all the time. He only had one just fight before away. that. He was phenomenal. Yeah, just phenomenal. And so I'm there in the back watching him. You know, the same kid that, and another kid that fought on that car was Kelly Delante. So we were there for him. I was there uh, helping Kelly get ready for his fight. Then two fights later, his, you know, we were, we both were on the same card for Shogun. Shogun won in Hawaii. And, uh, he fought Saburo, however you say that guy's name, Kawakatsu. Kawakatsu. Yeah. And that was the same night that both of us got signed to the UFC because we both fought that night. So I fought Kid Yamamoto that night and I had to make 143 pounds in two weeks. And I was like walking around 170 and it was miserable. Hated it. It was horrible. Got called on last minute notice, but he came out and that I saw him there. I was like, as soon as I saw him there, I'd never heard of the kid. Didn't ever, you know, and I hadn't seen him again since I saw him fight Lana Showalter. I saw him there at the fights and I'm like, this, this kid is for sure going to get signed. There's just, I just don't see how he doesn't. He's just so explosive. Look at that. What was that? In the first round, 449 in the first round, just bop, bop. He just got power. He had a, he was so aggressive. He was oh, yeah, timid, power. but then aggressive. Waited for you to make a mistake, leave yourself open. You'd reach in on his southpaw stance. You'd reach in trying to reach him, and he would just slide his head back a little bit and come back with a big loopy right hook and straight left, or, and he would just start you, put you to sleep. Lannis Showalter was like this, what you call <laughs> posturing. His posturing. feet went stiff. His arms went stiff. Uh, Everything about, curled. yeah, toes were curled. I felt bad for the kid, but man, then to see that he, we both got signed to the UFC off that card there in Shogun in Hawaii, his, then I, I got, kept getting injured, but I, I went to go watch his fight with Aaron Riley. I went to go watch his fight, um, with not with Steve Berger, but with Tiki Goshen. I was there at these events. Just, he just exploded onto the scene with big power and the, the way he fought. People loved it. They loved him. They loved his energy. And when you when when media got around him, they were trying to draw shit out of him. And to this day, he doesn't give them shit. And and look, nope. and it's not it's not about the battle with the media. What it is is that I'm here to talk about fighting. I'm not here to talk about my family. I'm not here to talk about my mom, my dad, my sister, my brother. You know, past stuff. I'm not here to talk about my my high school experiences. I'm here to talk about fighting. And what I've always loved about him is he stayed true to who he was as a person. He's never gotten away from that. And, um, you know, I had a good chance. I had a good opportunity to hang. You know, we, we've, we've hung out quite a few times, but this, the last year, last August, when we were in Sioux Falls, 
we were all hanging out together and it was an opportunity the two of us we just kind of sat down and we chatted about the history of you know where we both kind of came up and you know i i just had to let him know man i mean like really admire him as a person admire him as a as a fighter admire like <clears throat> that he went through some tough times in the sport when he got released you know when he when he was released from the ufc Went over, fought in Pride, had great performances over there. Then he went to Strike Force, yep. had great performances there. Then he came back to well, the UFC. Went to, went to, Elite, Elite XC first, sorry, Elite XC, and, and then Strike Force got him. From yeah, that. and they got him from there. And then then he be, then he came back to the UFC at when the when the buyout happened and became champion. Think about that. Think about. I want people to think about that. <clears throat> he wasn't. They they didn't they didn't have any use for him in the UFC. Then he went to all these other organizations, reinvented himself, came back and became the UFC champion. Yep. Just phenomenal, man. I just you can't say and enough about him. Pull it when you and when you say it, Josh. Because I was just saying the thing. You know, that, there's that one moment that I had with Robbie. If you looked at this thing, you know how many times I re I refereed Robbie so many damn times. But I had that moment with him during that Rory McDonald fight between mm -hmm. the fourth and fifth round, where I mean he was a fucking mess. <laughs> He's going back, and, and I just looked at him. I said, Robbie, look at me, man. Yeah, how you feeling, right? I feel fucking great, John. <laughs> it's like, how the fuck do you feel great, right? Yeah. That's what I want to hear, baby, right? And I go off to just check on Roy because I knew Roy was my real problem, right? But that was, you take a look at his career from the point that he got back in the UFC. And, I, and I'm trying to think of something, you know, the first fights, he had that the goddamn head kick. I'm trying to remember who it was against. Um, God damn it, it was. Here it is. Head kick and punches to Bobby Volker. Bobby, Bobby Volker. Volker, that's it. Yeah, he knocked out Bobby Volker just brutally. And then it started because he got the win against Roy McDonald, which is their first one, which was a split decision. Mm -hmm. Lost to Johnny Hendricks, which was super close. Takes out Jake Ellenberger. Matt Brown, I did. That was a fucking phenomenal fight. And then he wins against Johnny Hendricks, and then he has the fucking battle with Rory McDonald again. And, I mean... His career when he came back was just astonishing as far as yeah. look at the level of guys that he was fighting, all fucking savages, and just putting on great performances, you know. I well, guess he, well, he, he did beat Josh Koscheck before the Bobby Volker. Yes, he did. Scroll down. Scroll down. Yeah, <clears throat> so when you get to the like, – he had a loss against Lorenz Larkin. But then, um, and he lost and to Tim was Kennedy. He lost to Jacques. Yeah, these are at 185. He lost to Tim Kennedy. Lost to yep. Jacques Ray. Beat Matt Lindland. Lost to uh, Babalu. But the fight with him and Melvin Manoff, I will never oh forget that fight. He was he getting killed. Getting His leg was crushed getting in that round. Destroyed. I was like, there's yep. no way this guy's going to be able to get out of this fucking round. There's no way. No. And just, just like that, one punch slept him just like he man off melvin Manoff is known for his power and his stand-up his aggressiveness with his kicks man he got clipped right on the chin and he was out it was there was no follow-up there was it was just like boom oh, no, no. done and bobby was a walk off one shot and, and, and it probably it was, let, let's hold on let's just be honest that fight was one round what was what was the uh time on it 333 yeah okay and I will tell you that Robbie Lawler did not land more than three punches in that fucking fight. <laughs> <laughs> that fucking one oh. that he landed the very first. He went after him. You know, he landed one that he didn't have to afterwards. But, dude, that fucking shot. He didn't yeah. land shit in that fight. 
Fucking Manhof was yeah. killing his leg with kicks. And it was like, oh, Robbie's in trouble. And he just turned it around like that. Crazy. Well, I was at that fight at the, the Pride fight, Pride 32. <clears throat> that was a fantastic flying knee <laughs> knockout of Joey Villasenor. Just fucking nasty. But take a nasty. look at some of the names, man. Look at Frank yeah. Trigg. He fought Frank Trigg, right? Remember, remember, uh, fellow Nico Vitale, Nico Vitale. Yep. Yep. What a fucking athlete from Hawaii. Just an incredible guy. Marilla Hua. Miller, Scott Smith. Yeah. Marilla Hua. I mean, KO. Yeah. Just, just Jake, good, like, Jake <sighs> Shields. Just a who's who mm-hmm. in fighting. Crazy. You know, Jeez. Ninja Hua, man. He was a stud. No. Oh. You know? Yeah, he fought everyone, man. He fought everybody. But all of those, look, you can look at, look, 29 and 16. People want to talk about, for me, I look at the fighters and who they fought throughout their careers. I don't look at the losses as much because who who were you trying to fight? Look, look, I could have a padded record my whole career. Guys like guys like BJ Penn don't come very often. He he was leaving the UFC because they wouldn't give him the, the tougher fights that he wanted. That's why he was upset. I want more money and I want the best fighters you can give me. If you're not going to give me the best fighters, then I'm fucking out of here. Like, I'll go find my the, own. I'll go find my own. I'll go pay for my own is what he did. That's what he did. You know? And then that's what eventually got him brought back. <clears throat> Don't bring me back unless you're going to have me fight guys that motivate me. Don't bring me to the table and have me fight these guys below that I'm, I'm not interested in fighting. Of course, I'm not going to get motivated for them. And so I look at, I look at what Robbie's done throughout his career. Sure, he's had some losses, but he's lost to the best guys in the division at that time. And sometimes, right. a lot of times, he should have been fighting at 205. He should have been fighting at 185. Or sorry, not at 185. Not at 185. He should have been fighting at 170. He was like, yeah, but I got the power. I got the balls. I love this shit. I can dock these guys out. You know, and sometimes it worked. Sometimes it didn't. But I admire him because he, he never wanted the easy fights. Never asked for the easy fights. He wanted to fight the best guys. And he always and he always went out there and fucking laid it out there, man. He always... Always threw the big shots, try to get these fighters out of there. Got to admire guys like that, yep. man. Big, big fan of Robbie Lawler, one of my all-time favorites. And the story with me watching him when he was 19 years old, knock out Landon Showalter and getting him stiff was just <laughs> was just nasty. Uh, well, the, the other part is, you know, they don't have an amateur record, but I can tell you some of the fights that he had in his amateur days in Iowa with Monty mm-hmm. Cox and the fights that Monty Cox would put on, you know, you remember Drew uh, McFedries? Yes, I do. Drew, Drew McFedries and Robbie fought, <laughs> and Ooh. you know they were, and both being managed at the time by Monty, saying "Don't hurt each other." Yeah, they're going out just slinging leather. It's like, what are you guys doing, right? But he, dude, he fought everybody. He is just a fighting machine who loves it, and that's why I hope this is his last fight. He's a Hall of Famer. He will be put in the UFC's Hall of Fame. He deserves that. And uh, yep. if this is his last fight, I'm a little bit sad that it's not on the main card, but it is the the preliminary main event. So yep. good luck to you, Robbie. I, nothing against Nico. I love Nico. He's a tough dude. Good family man. But if this is Robbie's last fight, good luck. Good luck, brother. Next fight. Any other fights on here you want to talk about? Well, the, the Jack Dell, uh, Madalena, and yeah, and Josiah Harrell. Josiah, Josiah Harrell's Harrell. tough. Harrell, sorry, he's, yeah. it's good. He's a tough fighter. Um, out of LFA, right? LFA, lot, LFA. lot of power. 
Yeah, the thing that but concerns me a little bit about him Jack is Delamondelinas. But the two of them are going to clash. I think in the center of the cage, they're going to get after it, and it's going to be a fun. Someone's fight. Someone's getting knocked out. Someone's going to be a fun yeah. fight. Are you looking at the rest of this nope. card uh, outside of the uh, Cameron Siamon or however you say it from South Africa? Good, good kickboxer. Yeah. Looking forward to seeing him fight. Uh, yep, looking forward to seeing him fight. Uh, Vitor Petrino, tough, tough fighter, fun to watch. Make sure you guys keep an eye out on him on the prelims. And then uh, I haven't seen. Uh, let me see what else. And then I like the crew in Minifield fight. That should be a fun yep. fight for everyone. Is that a rematch? Be a good fight. Uh, I think it is though, John. I think it might be. It Click is. on that. I think That's it is the one that. Um, yep, it is. is. Yeah, it was yeah. a draw. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Good. Good for yeah. that. All right. Well, hey, that's going to wrap up our UFC talk. We we jabbered on quite a bit about the main card. So hopefully you guys enjoyed it. And uh, let's get into a couple little uh, things about the news, and we'll talk about that. All right. Well, let's get into this first one here. Uh, spec. Oh, actually, you know, John, I'll let you. I'll let you do. Um, I skipped over this one earlier. So okay. Let's talk about this one right here, ladies and gentlemen. We want to talk about you know a kid that Josh and I knew very well, and. Uh, He's going through some hard times. Chris Lencioni was a fighter in Bellator. He was known as Sunshine. And he's known as Sunshine because, man, the, the dude brightened up the room. He was always positive. He was always a guy that was, you know, having fun with what he was doing. He had some great fights in Bellator. Uh, Bellator had brought him back because he was gone for a moment. And, and he was on a winning streak. And something happened in training. His heart, he had a heart attack, they're saying. And uh, he went without oxygen for a while, and now he is fighting to get himself back, not to get himself back as a fighter, to get himself back as a as a functioning man and someone that can take care of himself. Uh, they didn't know if he was going to come out of the coma that he was in. He did. He fought his way out of that. Now he's actually walking, and uh, there is a GoFundMe for Chris Lencioni. You don't have to put your name down on it, but if it's $5, man, give $5. He's got yeah. incredible medical bills. Uh, he's being helped out by a lot of different you know, entities and stuff, but, man, this is a kid that deserves it. He was great with other kids. You know, he had a whole program with, with youth and stuff. Mm -hmm. He was big into that. Uh, all I can say is good things about Chris Lencioni, and, and yeah. the one thing I want to say is, hey, Chris, God bless you, but you're a fighter to the heart. I know you're going to make your, make it out of this. I know you're going to come back and be the guy that we all know. I don't give a shit if you fight again. That doesn't matter. But I do want you to be able to be the husband to your wife that you were before and have the family that you always talked about. So good luck with everything, brother. Yeah, John, we, we, uh, you saw the way him and I, we, we seem to mesh very well in Hawaii. <laughs> like I, you know, I like to, I like to give some fighters, you know, a little jab here and there. I like to poke fun at fighters and, uh, but he is someone that likes to, 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 to give it right back. And so he's a funny young man, but he's also very dedicated to sharing his wisdom with wrestling and jujitsu with the youth in his community. And that's the most important part. Uh, to me, yep. he's a great person, great husband, very, very nice, very, very outspoken in terms of in friendly ways, though, not just being a not being a douche. He's being he's a great person, really, good, really close friends with Chael Sonnen and uh, Chael. I met him actually through Chael and he's just a great person. And I love what he does in his community. And you can't knock like those are the things that are the most important. 
to me in, in terms of when you're in a, when you're a male adult and you need to go out there and be, be an example for our youth. And this is what, that's what he was doing. And, uh, if you guys can help at all, there is a GoFundMe. Uh, we'll try to get it sent over to Dave so he can put in the, in the, in the descriptions down below. So you guys can click that. Look, five bucks, 10 bucks, hundred bucks, whatever you guys can give yep. would be great for him and his family. I appreciate you guys. All right. What else you got for us, Dave? All right, let's hop into fantasy land now um, and talk about <laughs> fantasy what uh, could be what could be her return. Um, the speculation is running wild on Ronda Rousey returning to the UFC. Um, she it has been noted that she has a hard stop with the WWE. There's the speculation. The the date is not confirmed, but the speculation is SummerSlam, which is end of August. So. Um, John Anik made a comment that um, she's a, a prospect for return to Bantamweight um, now that Bantamweight's, you know, free. Um, do you guys think it happens? Could it happen? Will it happen? John, if it does happen, you, she's obviously going to get right in a title shot. So does she Does she win a title? Does what do you, she, guys think? you think she gets right into a title shot? Really? Oh, of what course. You, Jesus Christ. Crazy. You're crazy, man. The other thing, too, is that Dave you, automatically oh, knew you, when, when SummerSlam was at the end of August. Dave, Dave let me ask you this. <laughs> I'm just going to ask you this, Dave. I know in the WWE, she get an automatic yep. title match. Do you think it would be a good idea for her to come <laughs> off of, what was it? Let's see, 2017 was her last fight. So five years away from actual fighting, you think it'd be a good idea for her to get a title match? Yeah, it was a knockout oh, loss, too, George, by the way. George St. Pierre. John, George St. Pierre did it as well. So <laughs> She ain't George St. Pierre, motherfucker. <laughs> no, she's better. She is. She's levels above. Oh, Jesus. Oh, this Jesus. Guy. There it goes, then. She's there got, goes. She's, she's got the boxing <laughs> to beat Floyd May Mayweather also, right, buddy? <laughs> <laughs> Look, I love Ronda. I've known Ronda for a oh, long time. Geez. I think she's a... Like a lot of people don't, you know, understand Rhonda and, and her mindset and who she is. And look, if she wants to come back, I, I'd be surprised that she wants to come back. Like she, she's got a whole life and she's made a ton of money and she can do whatever she wants. She has a husband sitting there. She now has a baby sitting there and she's got her browsy acres that she is very uh, functional in and loves to be part of and wants to be there. And when you're talking about fighting, now it's about time, time away from all of that. And could she make money trying to go back to the UFC? Yeah, Dana would pay her a shitload, shitload. But it probably wouldn't be the smart thing for her to do. She's got yeah, a great, I'm not life, to... great career in, in the UFC, great career in the WWE, walk away and be a farmer. I, I guess, John, after this amount of time, would she be able to make the weight? <laughs> like, it's like she's not a small girl. Like, she's physically built. Like, she, she's got she, muscle she on her. She, she's always been yeah. muscular. Do yes. you think, I mean, she, she, she cut a lot of weight to make the weight back then when she was training all the time. Yes, she did. Oh, yes, she did. And you have to get your, you know, five five years away, you got to get your body back in, acclimated to being thrown, being taken down, getting to the top position, like that, that griminess again. She's going to have to get back she's into that. She's used to the bumps. Yeah, I get it. I, I get it, John. she's used to the bumps just from what she has to. So it's, it's not like, you know, when we talk about, we used to call it soft skin. You'd be away from it mm -hmm. and you get marked up when you come back all of a sudden, man, you're all marked up everywhere and no one actually hits you. Yeah. <laughs> 
Because you got soft skin. Yeah, you better wait. True, but but yeah, I can be away. Oh, yeah. You can be away for say like a month and come back and you get the soft skin around your oh, yeah. forehead and all soft that skin. stuff. It hurts. It's Hell painful. yeah! I'm like, man, you take your headgear off. You're like, damn, why is my my fucking forehead hurts? What's going on? <laughs> Look, dude, do, do, does she come back? I don't think she does. Do I hope she comes back? I don't really, only because I, I'd like to see her just live on with her life. She's got a beautiful yeah. family, like you said. She's got she she's got do. the uh, what is it called, the Rousey Acres. Browsy, browsy, okay, and it's, brown it's, and rousy combined. Got it. It's pretty cool. I like that. I just call it rousy. <laughs> so let's no, be honest. Browsy. Don't <laughs> okay. don't you leave Travis out there. Travis uh, is the one doing the hard okay. work on the farm. <laughs> I don't know. I've seen videos of her lifting some hay, man. She's been bucking the hay. So, no, she's a, she's a phenomenal. She's a she's phenomenal for the sport. I'm concerned. I'm concerned a little bit though. Why? Why is she leaving the WWE when now that they're kind of owned by the same, they are owned by the same company. They are. Why would she have a hard stop? Like, I don't get that. You would think maybe like, Hey, you're good for wrestling. Um, we own you now. So why don't we just bump you a little bit more and pay? And maybe we have you do both. Maybe we have you do a cross. Do a little bit of the, I think she's oh, just done. Cause I think she's, she's kind of been it. there and accomplished. I well, think she's she, also I been there and done that being, in the, in, in the MMA, buddy. Just letting you she's been a te- she's being a team player. Letting mm-hmm. them know, Hey, this is my this is my heart out. This is my date that I'm done. So whatever you guys want to set up, you know, who you want me to match up with, who I'm supposed to lose to, start thinking about it now. Got Makes it. Sense. Dave, what's the date on that SummerSlam, buddy? What's the date? End of August? What? Come on, uh, Dave. End of Give August. Give me the date. I don't know the exact date. I don't you know the fucking exact date. liar. <laughs> <laughs> All right, next. What else you got for us? 2016. Right, I said gonna... 2017, see? It's Jeez. even another year. Can you... Continue in fantasy land here. Uh, <laughs> like the WWE fantasy land. Let's continue in the fantasy land. Let's go. That's it. Logan Paul wants to fight Paddy Pimblett, the off, the off season Paddy Pimblett, uh, and the undercard for Zuckerberg versus Elon Musk. Jeez. Uh, These guys. Is that a fight? Is that a fight that would, uh, you'd, you'd pay to see? There, there, there's something about the Paul brothers. Josh, they don't have a calculator. They don't want to okay. fight guys in their weight class. <laughs> I don't even know if they understand the terminology of what weight is. Like <laughs> weight classes, that means nothing. Scale? What? Look at Logan, Logan, Logan and Jake would have been great back at UFC one, two, three, yeah. four, five. I mean, you know, no weight, no problem. Oh, hold um, on. I'm supposed to be the smaller guy? Hey, look. Man. You know, he, he wants to fight. Patty Pimlet. So he wants Fatty Patty yeah. to be. He wants yeah. Fatty Patty. I want, I want, I want Patty eating all the crumpets mm-hmm. that he can get his hands on so he can get close to the 225 pounds that I am. Jeez. Right? What the? F- Come on, man. You're, you're talking about a guy that Logan fights would be at the one going up. What's that? Technically, Log- technically, Logan would be the one going up if he's fighting off-season Paddy. <laughs> no, <laughs> even even off-season Paddy no, ain't getting his. Look at Logan off-season Paul Paddy's is, two hundred. Yeah, two hundred two hundred five. Logan Paul hasn't seen two hundred five since high school. Okay, not since he's been taking those vitamins, that prime juice, you know stuff. Yeah. Okay? yeah. Let's be honest. Hey, you know what though, so, John? I'm I'm not gonna lie, man. I'm not gonna lie. The prime the prime drink is pretty damn good. I've never <laughs> had one. It's pretty good. I've it's never. pretty good. Really? You know what's crazy? It's in pretty UK, good. In the UK, people like go nuts over it. My uh, nephew's here right yeah. now in, from Scotland, and he's like buying prime to take home and all that. I'm like, dude, this is a freaking because it's way cheaper here than it is there. 
It's pretty good Maybe. though. They have a they have a popsicle one. It's like red, white, and blue colored like bottle. It's that's pretty good. Bottle. And they have a new lemonade that just came out. That's pretty damn good. Okay. Yeah, it's it's good. Um, I'm I'm I was a little hesitant from like ah, I'm gonna buy that shit. And then I t- I bought one. <laughs> I was like <laughs> I was like this is pretty good. It has it's Ooh, it's, uh, like it. it's it's quench it's thirst quenching. It's good. Man. I have I, I nothing like against his no. his product. You know, and his he just got to learn. You got to learn how the scale anyone? works. He's got to learn how the scale works. Boy, like, if you're within this range, we can fight. If we're if I'm yeah. within this range, we can fight. If the one of us is outside that range, we cannot fight. This is the best fight. way I can describe it to you. Oh, I can explain it to you, buddy. He, he uh, has to have got, Patty Pimlet. He has to have Patty Pimlet eating fucking buttercup biscuits for the next six well, months to make his way, John. You know what's crazy to me is he literally went on, he went out publicly and said, I want to fight off season Patty. <laughs> what the fuck? <laughs> Who does that? that Who was, says I want to fight want, out of season? I want to fight want, off season. That boy smart, looks no, like I'll a blimp. That's a smart guy. That's a smart guy. I want, I want him soft but, and round. But who says, <laughs> who says, I mean, look, who says I want I want the I want the fucking the easier guy to fight? <laughs> like, well, he is saying he's going to do that? it for like charity, most guys. So. Oh man! What else you got for us, Dave? Come on, Dave. All right. Since since Big John loves talking about the Paul brothers so much, Shit. we'll wrap up on this one. Uh, Jake Paul wanting the Conor McGregor fight. He says, "When I knock out Nate Diaz, I think that Conor McGregor is going to see me want a payday and come and get knocked out. We can fight in the PFL smart cage, whatever it is. I told everybody I would fight Conor in any form of fight because, in my opinion, he is that shot. I'll do MMA. I'm not afraid to step in there. I've wanted to do that my whole career. I'm a wrestler, wrestler background, so all, I've, all I'd have to learn is some jiu-jitsu and some kicks, which seems pretty easy to me." <laughs> Another again, like if I'm in this weight well, class he, and you're he, in this weight class, no yeah. can do. <laughs> I don't get it. He's man. right about one thing. I don't. He's get right it. about one thing. He said he said it, and this cracks me up because he's actually a investor, a stockholder in the PFL. Mm-hmm. So you don't want to put down the PFL smart cage. But he said whatever that is because <laughs> the PFL smart cage is no different than anybody else's cage. Other than it has more post, which makes it stupider. <laughs> okay, let's just be honest. <laughs> oh man, uh, I don't even know what to say. He's just—he's it's like, it's a, it's a cage. You ever heard of? You ever you ever seen a grown man beg for a little attention from another man? Like oh. that's exactly what we just saw. He's he's begging for that fight against against Connor, and it just it doesn't look, dude. I don't know. He makes a lot of money. He does really well. Don't keep begging for that Connor fight. Connor's never gonna fight you. He does. He believes you're below his level. He also knows that you're a lot bigger than him. Connor makes the decisions. He's locked in with the UFC. It's never gonna happen. Never. Yep. I mean, I get what you're doing. You're just keeping the PFL's name, it's okay. you know, um, coming out your mouth so people pay attention. But it's never gonna happen. Uh, there was one last thing I wanted to say. One last thing I want to say. Uh, have you seen this new thing, Dave? I sent you over on a on a text. Can you pull this thing up for for Uh-oh. John to look at? Oh, yeah. This is the last thing. Hold on. This thing, John, yeah. in Vegas, this new thing called Vegas. the Sphere. Have you oh, seen the it? Sphere, I saw that. Holy thing. I saw that shit, thing. that's so cool. Yeah. I don't know what that it's for, fucking, but that, no, it's terrifying. It's fucking awesome, John. <laughs> they made this. They made they made it look like the moon, and people were driving past yeah. it, and I was like, holy shit. 
They made it look they like, it look I don't like know if that's the, the Mars. Like that. I was yeah, like, is that the sun or is that Mars? Holy. But well, whatever it is, it looks pretty cool, man. And there's and if you slide it to the right there, Dave. This shows you like different stuff on how it works. Yeah, look at that. You can do all sorts. And now I don't know what is it for. Can you go inside it? Like I don't know these things. But that's I think it's a venue. It's pretty damn cool. So is it like a like a fight venue? They're like building a, one in Abu Dhabi or Saudi Arabia or something like that. They're building one over so there. So scroll again to the right because there's some other cool ones. Like you'll see one where there's a, a picture of this is just like how that's it looks it right like there. during the day. Yeah. yeah. But then at night, if you scroll again, they'll show you like the moon. Like it'll show. Yeah. Look at that. Oh, like it's they, like they, a, I've seen them do all kinds of stuff. off of it. That right there. Yeah. Look at that. That's freaking awesome. Trip. And the craziest thing is the <laughs> it kind of moves a little bit as you drive around it. Oh, yeah. That's. Oh, no, they have it. It looks like it rotates. Yeah. You know, it's stuff. it's crazy. They, they can just do whatever they want with it. People are. I, I'm going to look hey. more into it. I just saw this right before we filmed. So I sent it over to Dave. I'm like, we got to talk about this thing because it looks fucking awesome. <laughs> yeah, it's awesome. It, it is. It is freaking cool. But it's like it's one of those. Man, if they've got that thing there, where else are they putting those things up and stuff? Eddie Bravo used to be the biggest conspiracy theory guy <laughs> I knew, man. I used to have so yeah. much fun with him, and I used to always tell him he was so full of crap. And I got to tell Eddie Bravo, Eddie, I apologize. You're a genius. You were probably oh, right about everything. You Jeez. knew I didn't. Man. Congratulations. You're the man. <laughs> this is dope, man. This is really cool. I'm excited to. I want to. Cool. Next time I'm in Vegas, I'm definitely going to hang out. Just hang out there, and I want to know what it's for, though. Do you go inside and they have concerts inside? Like, I wonder what it's for. I'm going to look it up. I only saw this like minutes before we filmed, so I sent it off to Jeez. Dave, and I was like, yeah, "Let's talk about this." I'm going to look into it a little bit more. But they have those. Um, they have like those LED like screen now that kind of fold. So you basically just build like a yeah, yeah. structure, right? You build like a venue yeah. and you just fold it it's over. Like, it, like it's the, exactly. Uh, it's yeah. like you know the phones that fold now, but you open them up and they're big screen. Yep, it's the same stuff it's made with. Those yeah. little. Yep. Yeah. All right. Well, hey guys, that's gonna wrap up our. That's gonna wrap up our show for this week, and uh, hopefully you guys enjoy the pay per view, man. Check it out. I think the main card's gonna be sick, but don't forget to check out. Robbie Lawler's retirement fight. It is the main event on the prelims. And uh, have a safe, blessed weekend. And John, go ahead, take us away. What happened to your light, John? Where'd you go? I don't know. I'm getting, you know, it's it's because I'm getting tanner and tanner. It's just the Jeez. way it is. I don't look I'm getting, jaundiced I'm, like you right You don't now. look like jaundiced like me? I'm all yellow. <laughs> <laughs> like, like I just came out of a For everyone room. out there, uh, have fun watching the UFC. You know what? Give them some money because those guys deserve it. Those are great fighters. And we enjoy it watching the show on Saturday. I will be watching it. Josh will be watching it. And we hope you have fun because we will see you.